So it was good, Joe. Welcome to the episode of Thoughts Pen and Podcast. It's your host, Shaw Solo, finally back from a short hiatus. This week, I'm joined by a very special guest. Go ahead and ask yourself. Hi, you all. My name is Nish. Um, me and Rashad have been knowing each other for quite some time, back in the Bears days, okay? For sure. And I am kind of new to the podcast thing, so bear with me, but we're going to have a good conversation, and I'm ready. Bet that then. So without further ado, um, for the well, before we get to the pen of the week, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself, or that's it? I mean, I feel like they just going to have to keep listening to kind of get a grasp of who I am, really. I'm a little goofy, so, you know, you'll, you'll probably hear that. <laughs> Bet that there. So let's get into the pen and thought of the week, because this has been in my mind for a while. And I'm finally glad that I'm talking to the right person to talk to this about. Okay. Do you think taking the high road is overrated? Yeah. <laughs> You know me. I, I say what is a high road majority of the time because <laughs> I feel like, hold up, let me ask, can we cuss on here? Yeah, we can cuss. Okay. We can say whatever you want. We're good. <laughs> okay, I gotta ask that because you know my mouth can get a little reckless. It's but, all good. Um, I feel like, you know, F-U-C-K, fuck the high road sometimes because a lot of people, especially at our age, we are, we're if some of us are 30, some near in our 30s, some of us are close to 30. We're on that hill. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people know what they're doing majority of the time because they just spent all these years going through a process to the point where most of the majority of the time, people know how things are going to affect you. They know how it's going to transpire. They know even maybe sometimes the outcome if they know you. So sometimes... Mm-hmm. I feel like taking a high road necessarily is not really worth it because sometimes you got to meet people where they, where they, where they are at. So they would know for the next time, listen, don't try that shit again. <laughs> nah, you right though. I, I like that. Cause like, that's where I'm kind of where I'm at with the two at this point. Cause at first or for a minute, cause you know, I'm a pretty friendly guy for the most part, but it's like, People will try you sometimes. Oh, yeah. You know, see, like, how far can I go to see if I can get a reaction and oh, they get yeah. mad at you when you do react? And it's like, oh, come yes. on, man. Like, it's all about simple respect. If you can't do that, man, fuck it. And then sometimes, you know, it's been sometimes where I thought, like, okay, let me get them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they don't understand. But then, mm-hmm. like you said, as we progress over the years with age and everything like that and experiences, you know right from wrong. Like, exactly. you're not completely oblivious. Oh, so yeah. So it's like, damn, if you can't treat me with disrespect, man. I guess we about to get wild. Oh, yeah, because you know? that's exactly what you wanted. You wanted to poke the bear sometimes. So, look, I'm out the woods. What's up? So, like, certain people, they're just like, okay, let me just try my hand this day. Maybe this is the day I can try her or I can try him. Absolutely not. I need you to show me the same respect that I show most people because I feel like I'm most of the time respectful, most of the time. But, um, <laughs> right. You know, some of the times it's like, it's so, it's, I get it. People have their days off where it's just like, you know what? Let me just say some off the wall shit to Niche because she right here. I don't tolerate disrespect like that, especially from people that's close to me that's been knowing me for a while. Yeah. You know, so nah. take it. But, but and it's, it also depends on the setting because taking the high road with, people that are not really familiar with you, sometimes you have to kind of like 
bite your tongue, you know, put your head down, take that L. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, let's say we're out and about and, you know, we're we're at the club, you know, pre-pandemic. We're at the club (laughs) and uh, I got to make sure, you know, my pandemic police, they're out there. They're going to be like, wait, what you mean the club? No, pre-pandemic. So, um, yeah, we're going to call that BP. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so you're out the club with your friends, you're having a good time. And, you know, some random drunk people, you know, trying to start some stuff with you. And you're like, okay, I don't even know you. I'm going to just blame it on you being intoxicated, heavily intoxicated. And, you know, because I want to still have a good time with my friends as long as they're not too disrespectful. But at that time, it's like you're mature enough to just be like, hey, you know what? You're alleviated. I'm going to just go my way. You go your way. And we're going to continue on with the party. I don't mind to have a road like that. Hmm. I see. So situationally, basically. Yes. Most definitely. And we all know as fellow Black people, we definitely, and I don't think it's fair, but we almost, most of the time, have to take that high road at work. Oh, man. You ain't never lied about that. At work, all of us, if not most of us, have to bite our tongue and just be like, you know what? If I seen that chick on the streets, it would have been different, but I'm going to shut up today. But tomorrow, I'm going to be talking again after work. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're right about that, though. You got to pick and choose your battles, especially at the workplace, because it's like, if I spaz on them for this situation right here, it could be mm-hmm. a situation that comes down the road where it's like, down, I need their help for, with something, but then it's like, oh yeah, you ask them, they're gonna be a jackass about it because oh, it's like, yes. oh okay, you don't know how to do this, Mister or Mrs. Such and Such that knows everything with your oh, little yes. degree, and it's like, damn, I guess I deserve that, but we ain't gonna go too far with it, you know? Right, you know, and it's you, a limit to it. Oh yeah, most definitely, and you already know, most of us we work, we don't always work in all black places. Nope, and we know, uh, um. Um, fuck it. I don't know what to say. I was trying to be nice, but I'm gonna just say our white people, our Caucasians, yeah. we all know they like to play that victim role for sure. And they love to call out an angry black man or woman and just be fake threatened when you raise a little bit of your voice, a little bit of your tempo. They're quick to be like, Whoa, I feel threatened. And that's when you just gotta walk away from those people because look. I don't got time for that. And I got bills. Everybody has bills. I want to eat. I want to look good. So sometimes I just got to be like, you know what? Let me get my closest co-worker and get them to calm me down real quick before I go off on this white lady. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes I get you. Or sometimes you got to take your break a little early, step to the car, just be like, oh. (laughs) Exactly. Sometimes it it, it depends. It sometimes be your own people too. Oh yeah. I've had some supervisors or some you know older black women that was just on some like petty shit. It's like, bro, I could be your son, man. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, is this necessary? What are we getting? What are you getting out of this? Like, my whole thing with me at this point in life period, whether it's work, whatever, I'm solution based. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna say and talk about the problem all day long, man. Yes. What can we do to get this resolved as fast as possible that works for both of us? Of course. All that extra back and forth and 
per my last email shit. Man, no. oh, Lord. what do you want to do? What do you want to do so we can get this done? I'm not doing this with you today. Oh, the don't fuck? even try me with the per per the previous email because <laughs> look, I'ma pull up screenshots. You mean this one or this one? <laughs> I can be petty like that. That can sometimes be my high road. Like I'm not cussing you out, but I will educationally, professionally put your ass in your place. <laughs> As you should, man. Like <laughs> everybody got to have a decorum out here. Yeah, know? of course, of course. But yeah, I definitely think taking a high road, depending on the setting, sometimes it's really important. And sometimes you look, we're all human. Sometimes you got to let people have it. Nah, you do. You're right because you got to get. Sometimes, even though it's going to sound cliche, you got to show people how to treat you. Oh yeah. Even though you feel like you shouldn't, even though you know. We're all adults for the most part. Of course, because unfortunately, sometimes a lot of people have been getting away with certain behaviors for a very long time. They never had anyone to check them, put them in their place or be like, "Um, excuse me, who are you talking to? I don't like the way you're talking to me. Nobody. Some people have been through a lot of years with just getting away with a lot of stuff. So sometimes you got to be like, hey, 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 you know, I'm not this person or that person. Know who you're talking to. Nah, you're right about that. So I think this is a perfect segue for my next question. Okay. So, because I had this conversation with a few people recently, and I was thinking, like, maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I'm overthinking this. But do you think it makes sense to stay friends with old work? Or does it have to be like a significant other? Because somebody you probably with in the past or dealt with. Let's say, take it back to the grade school or something like that. Like, oh, all right. It was cool, mm-hmm. or whatever, but I don't see no reason for me to keep con- in contact with you. So, in your opinion, do you think it makes sense to stay <laughs> friends with over or stay in contact with people that you're not really in concert with anymore, like that? Now, look, I'm going to sound okay. really cliche on what I'm That's about cool. to say, and I don't have any problems saying <laughs> I'm about to sound cliche because I know people are going to be out there like, uh-uh, double standard. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> I personally don't believe in it. Really? I personally do not. But I do have a couple of old situations where we're still cool. We're still cool. Right. I see what you're saying. Yeah. But that's only because I trust myself. Do yeah. I trust any other person like that? No. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's this, my double standard. That is, I'm gonna say this is, this is only niche only, nobody else. <laughs> Interesting. Look, we're being honest. I'm Not just saying, sure. <laughs> I, I I trust myself. I know it's only gonna go to a certain limit with like an ex or an old piece or fling, whatever you might call it. I know I'm gonna be like, if say if you know a guy's trying to flirt or whatever, and you know we used to date. I know I'm gonna check that. I'm gonna be like, oh, 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 you know, you you stepping on enemy grounds, like you stepping on some toes. You need to chill, right? But I don't know if other people are like that. I see what you're saying. It's, mm-hmm. I guess as far as other people trusting themselves, I haven't trusted other people that the same trust you have with yourself. Yes. Because with me, like, yeah. What about me, you? Yeah, I'm about to say now that I'm getting like a tad bit older and starting to see situations for what they really are. It's like. I don't really see a purpose anymore. Like, mm. you know, if I see you on the street, hey, what's up? But, and also, okay. like, hey, how you been? What's going on with you? I'm going to keep liking your pictures. I'm going to keep interacting with you on social media. Yeah. And stuff. No, because then it's like, 
And this is just me. I'm not going to speak for nobody else. I feel like if I'm still entertaining past situations or past relationships or whatever, that there is no room for growth or improvement, mm. then I'm wasting my time. Then mm. I'm also kind of like setting myself back because it's like, oh man, she's still, you know, I still got feelings for her. We still kind of like each other a little bit. I might try to go ahead and talk to her again, which I've done in the past. I'm not going to say like I have, of course, I'm damn sure I have, you know. But then it's just like after dealing with that person, it's like. I guess on the same shit, or you know what? I remember why I stopped fucking with you anyway. You right, know? right. And but it's see, like, oh, what? go ahead, sorry. Are you good? Oh, I was gonna say, see, but that's how I feel. But it's not to the point where I'm like, like when you said, oh, I see why I stopped fucking with you. It's to the point where I'm like, I already kind of know that when mm-hmm. I stop dealing with a person, I'm like, oh, I know why I stopped dealing with you. So when we're, we get past that animosity. And we're like, because the people I'm cool with now that I'm still cool with, I dealt with them years ago. Like, I'm talking about teenage years where we didn't know what the hell we was doing. Yeah. We didn't know how to communicate for real. You know, we had whole different lives. We were still in, like, high school and stuff like that. So as we grow older, it's just like, okay, why are we really beefing? We had a relationship uh junior year you know so right i see what you're saying with that that was over 10 years ago we we didn't know nothing we were still kids so i'm like all right we can still be cordial but i definitely know like all right either we grew apart or we argued about some dumb stupid shit and i was like yeah that was stupid but still we can be cool you you're actually a cool person i don't mind that but okay we're not talking every day. Let's let's not get that twisted. Right. We gotta have I some see. type of boundary. I see that. I see what you're saying now with that. Yeah. I guess I could go back a little bit on what I was saying, but I don't know. I guess it's like back to being like the high road situation. It's like, okay, if I don't contact mm. that person, we're probably not gonna talk again. It's like I'm I'm uh-huh. okay with that at this point. I'm not trying to force friendship relationships and anything at this mm-hmm. point it's like if you rock with somebody you know that you do dealt with or whatever cool but for me it's like dog it's too much work it's like i'm doing all this just to be cordial with you like yeah i appreciate if it's reciprocated at least like nothing wrong with saying what's up from time to time but like mm-hmm. i gotta continue to keep yo what's good with you how you been and then sometimes oh, yeah. some youngins well i say youngins some people will misread the situation like on some mm-hmm. like you trying to fuck with me again or some type of shit? And it's like, no, I'm really just trying to be respectful and nice and friendly towards you because you are all right, even though we didn't work out the way we, we thought we would. Right. You know? So then it's like, damn, am, am I doing too much? Or are they just misconstruing the situation? Which I really think, of course, I'm going to protect myself at all times. I think they're misconstruing it sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if I dealt with you already, then it is what it is. You know? Right. I'm moving on to other stuff. I'm not going to keep trying to force a situation. I'm not going to try to convince you to keep me around like nah man and you know that that comes with maturity on both ends not just one ear because when you have just one person just being like oh you know I'm just checking on you whatever whatever and it's really genuine Mm -hmm. then that's great because sometimes a lot of people you never know especially with everything that's going on in the world right now you never know what anyone is going through so sometimes it's nice to take a step outside the box and just kind of like check on somebody that you haven't checked in on a long time or 
you know, just say like, hey, you know, just checking on you. Hope your mental is good. Hope everything is well. And ended at that. But they have to be from two mature parties because like you said, sometimes people can read into it wrong. Like, oh yeah, she she, she wants the D. Or yeah, he want da-da-da-da-da. You know, right. like, okay, I just said hope all is well, you know? Right. Like, you, you think of way too much into it. And trust me, it's not even like that. So it just has to be a mature type of vibe. And it has to be, of course, genuine. And that's the the thing about it. Most of the time, it's not. So I get why a lot of people don't want to, you know, rehash a lot of, or go back or just be genuine with their past relationships or flings or situationships, whatever you want to call it, whatever they call mm-hmm. it nowadays. I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, it is, young. But you know what? You're right. It takes two. It takes parties. two. Yes, most definitely. But like I said, I don't personally, I wouldn't personally recommend like my spouse to be like, oh yeah, oh she reached out to you on Instagram. Oh, go ahead, say what's up. Like I'd be like, why? But <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. But I mean, cause I don't know how I don't know their situation. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how they ended. And and girls, let me tell you, these women are sneaky. They can see you posting your new piece on the internet, like you, you treating her good. You taking her to places he ain't never take you, and you start to get jealous. <laughs> And you start to be like, oh, I can have him back anytime I want. Let me write him real quick. <laughs> I'm telling you, I've seen it. I've been through it. It's it's a mess. I, yeah. I just recommend it. Nah, I get that. You know what it is, too? Like, some families just hate to see you having fun out here, young. Oh, it's yes. like You can probably just live your life unapologetically or whatever. You traveling with your new piece or whatever. Or, or even things just... you never did. Yeah, or even if it's like not even with your piece, it could just be you out and about having fun, hanging with your friends and shit, or seeing oh, yeah. you know, new skin routine, your skin glowing and shit. It's like, damn, let me try to see if I can fuck up this equation. Next right. thing you know, get them random number text messages. Hey, stranger, it's been a minute. How you Hey, big like, head. Yeah. yeah. It, gets, it gets really messy if it's not too much show parties. It can get hella messy. I do not recommend it for anybody else. Yeah. Nah, I'm with you. Like, <laughs> forgive and forget and move on, young. Yeah, most of the time, that's what you got to do, to be honest with you. It takes years, years to mend certain, I guess, friendships, because technically, you're supposed to be friends in the first place, even though mm-hmm. that does not happen majority of the time. And True. that's why some people are, are beefing now, and they broke up years ago, you know? Right. Now you're right. Hurt people just trying to hurt people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all. For sure. So, speaking of that, this is another perfect segue. All right. If you could meet someone again for the first time, who would it be and why? Okay, so are we talking... Okay, so meet someone again. For the first time and why? It could be a friend. It doesn't have to be <clears throat> in the whole relationship realm. You know, it could be a friend. It could be a co-worker. It could be anyone, really. Because this is a good question for myself as well, because Mm. I still can't think of anyone right now that me either. Okay, let me. I think hmm. you know what's crazy. Um, what I think I would meet. Let me think about this long and hard. 
Okay, I'm gonna just say what comes to mind again. I I would like to meet my best friend again. Really? Yes, just because he is like when I was just thinking about this the other day. Um, when we first met, it's like we automatically clicked. Like it was just no awkwardness and no getting to know you we acted like we knew each other for years wow from the jump so and it was a really fun experience just getting to know each other through laughs he he makes me laugh i make him laugh like we have the greatest experiences so if i think if i could meet anybody else again it would probably be him so we can just go through those experiences again because it's really nothing like that when you really bond with that one person the very first time y'all meet or the very first time y'all hang out together. Damn, that's real. I'm trying to yeah. think of some of my friends that I would like to probably re-meet. Um, okay, is there anybody that you started off on the wrong foot with? Hell yeah, it's been problems. <laughs> we got to wrecking when I first met him. And it's like, yo, what the fuck is your problem? And then That's probably somebody that, you need to pick. <laughs> Yo, okay, I got one. <laughs> well, we're friends now. We're great friends now. But my homegirl Kina, she's great. But like okay. when I first met her, boy, we almost got into it bad because we was like, it was New Year's, niggas mm. was drunk and shit, mm. and like, if we had, matter of fact, it was like a masquerade party. Youngin took her mask, her mask off, and everything was ready to square up with me. And I'm like, oh, dog, I don't rock money, but I got a cousin for you if you want to get to that. And they kind of found out her and my cousins grew up together. So I'm like, oh, this is even greater. But then over time, because we mm-hmm. had mutual friends, we became best of friends. So we're great Oh, now. wow. Real good friends. But it was, that was wild, though. Because I'm like, no, what am I to be saying or doing to get in these predicaments to the point where Bama's going Hey, away? we've all, we've all. <laughs> Hell yeah. Lord. Okay. I think, I'm sorry. I guess. Stop this really quick. You good? Okay. Nah, you fine. Hold on one second. <laughs> Let me see if I can pause it. <laughs> Brief intermission. Okay, can you hear me? Okay, I'm back. I can hear you now. Sorry about that. Bet that. Now you're good. I'm gonna have to go ahead and edit that. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, damn. But yeah, my homegirl Canada, like. That's that's the, that's the homie now, for sure. But that was fun. You know what? I would actually like to rerun okay. that whole night again because you know what? Ain't nothing like having an adrenaline rush <laughs> when you're half drunk. So yeah, that was cool. But um, I guess to go to the next segment, well, topic or whatever, Clubhouse. Okay. So I'm are a you little aware, what aware of it, but I, gotta... I need further. Okay. Yeah, so is it like I heard it's like something to do with social media and yeah, from like a it's like a chat room okay. of some sort basically to my understanding. But I think I like be invited to get so into the is joint. this with like okay, so if you gotta get invited, right? This is what I need clarifying. Mm-hmm. If you have to get invited, you have to know people's social media numbers. What exactly? Okay, so yeah, so basically Clubhouse is a new invite-only voice-based social media app. 
in the app, users can enter into different rooms and listen or participate mm-hmm. in conversations. And they're able to see who else is there and can also see their profiles. So this is basically just chat rooms that I guess you got to have some kind of privilege to get into. From what I'm reading, it was originally created for like, I guess, oh. business oh, okay. projects and shit I was like, like that. Is it, but... it kind of like or something? The, the old chat rooms. Remember the old chat rooms when we used to have the fat computer? Yeah. <laughs> oh, AOL and all that. Yeah, hell yeah. I used to get kicked out of jumps all the time. <laughs> it was like but, um, for a wild Yeah, time. here it is here. <laughs> I was. I was dogging I was dogging some people, man, talking too much shit. And then my I they got they sent a letter in the mail to my parents. And my parents were like Rashad, you gotta relax. So yeah. But um here, yeah, here it goes. It says a lightweight yet powerful approach to project planning and mm-hmm. production creation. So that's all it really is. So I don't know, I guess for me. From outside looking in, because people probably say I'm hating from outside the club, and that's fine. Like, I don't know, I'm just not that big into talking. Now, granted, I am a very social person. Anybody that listens to this podcast knows that, but it's like, dog, I don't know that. I don't know. I'm not that person to try to find a way to get onto it. If I wanted to, I'm sure I could get access to it, but it's like, mm, I do enough. I, the thing is, like, mm-hmm. with Twitter and everything, I see enough idiotic shit on there. So it's like, I don't want to talk to y'all. Right. You know, like, I'm good. But what's, what's your um, take so on I'm it? still kind of like, so I'm still kind of trying to register exactly what it is, but it just sounds like, I mean, I didn't know it was for business. So. I guess it's what you I guess if it's it. for business purposes, it's actually kind of, I feel like it's just like a Zoom almost, to be honest. So. Yeah. You're right. I feel like they're making all of these kind of similar social, even if it's for social media, work settings, whatever, they're doing all of this. I feel like they should just stick to kind of like a couple, figure out what's the best, and go from that. I don't feel mm-hmm. like we need to be keep making, making the same thing, I to see. be honest with you. You know what? That's a valid point because, you, like, I was thinking to myself, like, after my old mm-hmm. Instagram got destroyed and shit, and I made another one. I'm like, dog, I'm following the same people bases that I have on my Twitter or already in my Facebook. And it's like, how many yeah. times do I need to see you? Or exactly. how often do we got to keep in contact? So I see what you're saying with that, too. I see exactly what you're saying. It's getting oversaturated, yeah, pretty basically. Much. And it takes away you know, from the value of the- other social platforms and everything like that. So I feel like it's just too much. We just need to focus on either we need to focus on some new things or mm-hmm. no, pretty much that's it. We need to focus on some new things because I'm tired of seeing the same old stuff. Nah, you're right. You're right. I'm with you on that, son. Like, it, it's, yeah, it gets redundant after a while, you know, because I'm, I'm all open to networking mm-hmm. all the time because I mean, that's yeah. the reason why I'm really on Twitter because I feel like that's the best interaction you can have because it's actual live interactions pretty much. You know, Instagram is cool. Might take a couple business days for you to try to, you know, network with somebody. Facebook, that doesn't need to be explained. <laughs> well, everybody knows what it is with them. Yeah. So we leave that alone. But yeah, like, you know, Clubhouse, it's a cool idea. I like the idea of it, but I don't know. I guess I'm just not that pressed to really try to find ways to get involved into it. Plus, with the way everything's mm-hmm. going for obvious reasons, like with the whole COVID and all that shit, and we're probably going to end up being stuck oh, yeah. for like another year or so. How much stuff can I much planning and networking can I really do? Like, and how, not only that, like, 
not to try to sound like I'm like tapping out, but it's just like how much networking can I get done and what can we really do? What kind of how can I put this? How much yeah. active change can I, I really no, make? You I know, what you're saying. Yeah. Because it's cool to talk. Yeah, it's cool to talk about plans and doing shit like that, but one more exactly. We can talk all day about what we're gonna do when COVID ends, or you know, when the numbers go down, and what fundraisers or what how we're gonna do to help this. But to be honest, we're in a pandemic. All we can do is run some sites, you know, like like we're doing now, podcasts, enlighten, and that's that's good. But a lot of people yeah. still have a, like maybe more than probably half of people that's our age, just our age in general, that kind of are just more so mm-hmm. people, per, people, 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 you know, they like to meet in person. Mm-hmm. They like to know what products they're using. Yeah. They want to try out the products or look at the material or whatever you're trying to sell, whatever you're trying to network. They want to see it. And it's hard to kind of do that right. online and when we're in a pandemic and things of that nature. Because I'm, I'm one of them. Yeah. To be honest with you, um, not going to lie, <laughs> a lot of, I love my Black people and my Black businesses to death, but I'm hesitant on buying some kind of like clothing material because if you're right. new, if I haven't seen it before, I might like some stuff. I'm like, oh, I really like that. But I know how I am. I'm really particular when it comes to fabric, when it comes to certain way it fits, certain way it looks. I'm really particular with certain things like that. So I will kind of be standoffish with that. Like, oh, I really like this. But you know what? I don't know how it fits. I I can't do it. Right. So with this whole thing, I didn't know it was for business more so than just because when I read it I just read like social media based type of thing so I mean everything for business we can see how it goes but I just feel like we can work we can be more creative than that no I'm with you on that yeah because now I'm reading it says for venture capitalists so yeah more so on the on the investment business side of things but yeah you can use it for what you want you know, teach his own. There's no oh, right or wrong okay. way to use it. But for me, I think the the last thing I was going to say about that, though, is that, okay, we're networking with a lot of different people, but how many people can you really hold accountable exactly. to their word? Because everybody, mm-hmm. mother can sell your dream all day when you it's locked in the crib, like, yeah, when we get out, well, when the pandemic's over, we're going to do this, and then the third. Bro, you might see them bamboos on the street. Right. Like, like I you? don't, I was just talking that day. I was about? bored. I know you you like know, that. like... <laughs> Right, exactly. So it's like, man, please don't get too wrapped up into it. Don't get caught up in the hype. At least, you know, teach his own. I, I can tell you, I like, can put you on to $2,000 uh, in a month, and we're going to get a next stimulus check, and I'm going to flip that and make it. I can tell you anything. And then you're like, okay, yeah, sounds good. Next thing you know, like, you're like, okay, where my money right. at? You know, <laughs> like, I just think it's, exactly. it's really and risky. It is, man. Like, I just yeah. take everything with a grain of salt, you know. You know, everybody exactly. goes by the honor system, And I'd rather, so, to I be mean, honest with you, I don't know if it's because you can call me what you want. You can call me, like, old school or call me, like, stuck in my ways. But I kind of just, at this point, I want to 
stick to what I know. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you at this point. I, I agree. That's where I'm at too, young. Like, I've been, this definitely this has been a great year of, of course, discovery. I put but am I going to try my hand and my coin with it? Right. I don't think so. Yeah. Right, of course not. Nah, man, because then something doesn't work the way you thought it was. Exactly. returns. You know, and you can't be but so mad at a business oh, yeah. and not want to take the I'll turns. look at y'all so. um, reviews, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. Like, man, it's cool. So, speaking of businesses, I think this is another perfect segue. So, I thought the election would be done by now. By the time you're hearing this, it probably will be, but whatever. I don't care. I'm tired of talking about it. So, Lord. anyways, beyond that, um, what is your like take on all these businesses starting to board up? I guess pending the result of the election, because mm-hmm. I've seen like places like I'm thinking to myself, who's going to ch- attack us totally <laughs> because of civil unrest? Like I'm like, dog, y'all fucking serious? Because I got another mm-hmm. idea outside of that, but I'll let okay, you get so your piece first. My thing is, I'm usually not big on conspiracies, but okay, ever since Donald Trump had came into office four years ago. Nothing surprises me anymore. So I start to think deep into conspiracies because why are y'all boarding? I, I get that, you know, we had things in the past where things didn't go mm-hmm. a certain way. People wanted it to go. So, you know, they rioted, they looted. Of course, we've been through that yeah. this past year, rioting and looting. So one side of me is like, okay, you're just being prepared. You don't want your business to get torn down like you see in other cities. But on the other hand, I'm like, with all this stuff with Donald Trump, I don't know if people were really looking. I don't know how true this is about Donald Trump sending out his supporters like we need to do things and we need to take action. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I feel like those owners may kind of be on that side. And they know something we don't know. Mm. Or they're just I trying to, because saying. at the end of the day, they they have they have insurance. So oh, you about to get to my <laughs> so, next point. Go ahead. I don't think it's really if their stuff gets looted or burnt down, they can always get the money for it, build it again, or whatever the case may be. Depending on what kind of insurance they have. I mean, I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> but I just feel like it's something that they're not telling us in a way. So I would yeah. be cautious of that. I think so too. That's real. Because I even saw businesses like uh, Who Rainbow. The- and I was just mm. like, <laughs> I feel like Who you was can this still from Rainbow? The stuff is like $10. <laughs> you know how <laughs> that's what you got to yeah. be. To uh, steal some spandex from Rainbow and some things that still look like <laughs> Melissa's. I don't get it. <laughs> Why? Yeah. <laughs> Rainbow, you didn't get Stop playing no. yourself, Rainbow. If you don't get it together, because. Yeah. But you know what? It depends on where's that Rainbow at. <laughs> That's the question we need to be asked. See that? I'm not sure. I got to find out from the. Uh... Who tweeted that shit? I saw my timeline earlier today. I th- it might be okay. somewhere up in New York, maybe. I'm not sure. Of the location, 
But still, the point still stands. Rainbow, so please. Like, why? Because I know it's it's one um <laughs> it's one I think on Minnesota Avenue. If I'm not tripping, I don't know if they closed it down, but they might be stealing out that rainbow. So I, I get <laughs> I get where, where they coming from. They like uh uh-uh. uh y'all not taking all the one pieces yeah. and all the um pouches. You know, you know how they be. I'm sorry. I mean, you know the people that be spilling out that rainbow. Nah, you're right. They ain't right around that area. Yeah, I mean, if you gotta catch a buck, <laughs> man, by any means. So, my here's my um, here's my I guess quote unquote conspiracy theory. I really think some of these businesses, being that we are in yes. an economic downturn, are probably propping this up on purpose, and they may be hiring somebody mm. to come by and dog their business for them. They might be doing it themselves just to exactly. pick up some insurance money. Because, like I said, the Chipotle thing, I'm like, no, like, because I'm not, I'm like out northwest or whatever, mm-hmm. like in the area where I work at, that part of DC. So I'm thinking to myself, like, dog, who's going to come all the way on this side Chipotle. of the northwest just mm-hmm. to bang up a fucking burrito spot, bro? Like, really? That's why I'm like, son, I wouldn't be surprised if some of these owners are in oh, yeah. somebody like, yo, we ain't making that much bread. Mm-hmm. We might be paying oh, yeah. pay our lease this month. We might as well do what we got to do, you know? Because I that actually put makes sense now. because, you know, they these businesses are just starting to now open back up to the public. So exactly. they might be like, you know what? We're not making that much business right now. Hey, go ahead, torch it up. <laughs> We're going to collect that insurance. Exactly. And then they'll try to... Exactly. Of course. They're else. going to blame it like on the looters and like, the rioters. And we, we already yep. know how this goes. Yeah, we've seen exactly. this movie before, basically. We've seen it before this past year, and we've seen it in Do the Right Thing. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what's going to go down. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. But, <laughs> oh, boy. So, I guess, you know, we'll see pending what occurs with this election and everything. Because I can understand people's skepticism mm-hmm. of what's going on. Because I had some of my. People say, talking about they call now. Oh, work yeah. So, for one, so some people are still going to work, of course. And it's like, mm-hmm. I can understand it. I because get it. You know, it's emotional. Me? It's emotionally draining to have to deal with things like this. Hell and yeah. then, especially for the people who went out their way and voted, then for the outcome to be kind of like, first of all, for the outcome to we feel like it just may get rigged. And we did all of this mm-hmm. just to think, okay, well, it may get rigged again. And yeah. or just the anxiety of us waiting for so long to find out exactly who yeah. our next president for the four years are going to be. It's draining. It's emotionally draining. So who wants to go to work after that? We're, we're up is. watching the news. Most of us like, okay, all right. Is it happening now? Is it ha- what about now? Okay. Like a lot of people can't sleep over this. No, you know, nah, you're right. You're right. Because I, I see that now. Well, I, I guess secondhand see it because I ain't sleep with nobody. But I mm-hmm. see a lot of people complaining about like how they can't yeah, really it's sleep a real at thing. night. They're kind of mm-hmm. all going through it. Yeah, I can understand. Because you know what? The first, I can speak on that a little bit. Because after the first mm-hmm. election in 2016, dog, I just had got a okay. new job like that August. And literally the next morning after he got like Oof. after he won and shit, I got laid Whoa. the fuck off. As soon as I got in my desk, they said like a mass stuff like ten people because the company got bought out. 
I guess in between me starting to work there and shit, and then I was like, yeah, I was the first nigga out the door. Like, here's a severance check. Wow. I was like, damn, bro. So that affected you really early. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. And then now after that's happened, though, it's like, you know what? This is, I guess I'll speak for myself. It's not bothering mm-hmm. me however this shit turns out because it's like, I've seen oh, just about the worst case scenario. Get your livelihood snatched right after an election. Man, fuck it. What happens? happens oh, trust point me. I, I, I feel like, the same way. I got laid off when Trump was in the office the first time too. So hey, <laughs> we, was, we was all laid yeah, off. Yeah, <laughs> young. I'm like, bro. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, I went through the worst is, time. Like, so, that going kid on? doesn't surprise me no more. Yeah. Like, hurry up with it though. Golly. <laughs> hey, I'm with you, young. Because like, it's wild as this year has been, fuck it, bro. I ain't losing no single Yeah, shit. I can't control exactly. Me. It's That's out of our control. It really is. It, to be honest, and this might sound like some typical black, you know, political shit. It was never in our control. To be honest with you, yeah. of course, we all want to go out and mm-hmm. vote as as we should, because we have that right. Our ancestors fought for our rights to vote, so we should continue to vote. But we in America. Let's be honest. It's going to yeah. go the way they want it to go at the end of the day. So don't lose no sleep over it. As long as you did your part, you can sleep well at night to me. Yep. That's a good point. I like the, I like that. I'm the same way, though. You're right. I did, I my, did part. my part already. I washed my hands. I'm good. That's, that's all I could do. Yep. And pray. But I, I feel like they already got it how they want it to go. So. Yep. Nah, I'm with you, young. So I guess to pivot off of that, because whatever it is, what it is. But um, here's like, like some conversations I've been seeing come about mm. recently as well. Do you really think it's possible to gatekeep something that you have no ownership in? And I'm going to tell you where okay. this question stems from. So somebody had posted, like, I guess, a little mm, Trump Lil was Trump. And then someone mm-hmm. posted, yeah, Lil Wayne, mm. Ice Cube, whomever. And then I also saw that on the other side, on the Dems, they had two chains. Endorsing um Biden or whatever, and people were giving him slack for it. And then I remember someone made a comment. I guess it was more so towards Little Pump, but in general, they're saying like, "This is why we got to start gatekeeping our mm. culture." And I was like, responded back to the comment. I was like, "Oh, it takes a hit, of course. and people will forget." Honestly, you know, like it's too many artists we've seen this happen with before. So beyond all of that, though, my question is really like. Do you really think it's possible to gatekeep hip hop, even though when you really break it down, we don't really own the shit. I mean, we got the ideologies that come from us and stuff like that, but man, I don't think it's possible to gatekeep something that was never belong that never belonged to you. So, do you think it's possible, or is it even I necessary? I definitely think, to be honest, at one point we did. Mm-hmm. You know, no, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. We have not owned hip hop in a long time. I see we what you're saying. Have been, I mean, it's been a couple of artists that don't get me wrong, have made their own lane, have developed their own labels, but at the same time, we're still answering from. Well, I said we're. I'm not an artist, but they are still answering from higher ups. So. Hmm whatever and especially we're just seeing it more now than we used to back when you know our generation was growing up off of hip-hop but nowadays we're just seeing it's just more so public like 
of course, this is not the same Lil Wayne we knew when we were growing up. Like, he would have never supported yeah. that. He was all about just, you know, being street Lil Wayne, talking about his stuff, whatever, whatever. But, of course, we're in America, money talks. So, if you're getting paid to do certain stuff and just endorsing, taking pictures, just doing anything, you're getting paid for that, and you're getting paid a pretty little penny, oh, all that goes out the window. And that's what we deal with with how with the rappers that's out now, that's popular now. Yeah. Nah, you're right. I think that that's the thing that's unfortunate for some people. Because with me, at this point, I can kind of see it and I understand it. Like, damn it, everybody has a price. Everybody especially has when a it comes price. to celebrities during campaign season. Yeah, it's going to come down to campaign season. I can't put nothing past nobody out here, you know, because sure they might be endorsing somebody, but they might be voting completely different. Or they may not of vote course. at all, which we don't know. Really none of my business either, because whoever you vote for, of that's course. between you and whomever. But, like, I think the thing with me that kind of kills me sometimes is that, because I've talked about it before on the podcast in the past, it's like, hip-hop is pretty much like, at this point now, it's about being a yes. brand ambassador. Every other thing we talk about is like some mm-hmm. type of high-end fashion or high-end accessory or whatever the case may be. It's like, bro, like they selling this ideas to you guys to help these companies out or whatever, but they don't own this shit. Like, mm. if you really do the homework, Universal Music of owns course. the music industry. There's no possible way you can be in business out here without mm. having them in your pocket. It's not, it's not plausible because they're like a parent company. They have percentages here, in so. everybody's contracts, and that's what a lot of people don't know. <laughs> So, um, right. That's why I said they all these people that like are talking about. Yeah, we respect this producer, that producer, this manager, that manager. All of them are getting their po- pockets dug in by the higher ups as well. Yep, they're just You're the right. face of it, like, pretty much. Exactly, I pay the plate, man. Yeah, like Universal runs a lot of shit in the realm of entertainment, not even just music. But it's just, it's wild to me. So when I see people always talk about how they need to gatekeep the culture and do this for the culture, I'm like, dog, there is no I culture don't... that you own. <laughs> the culture is an yes. ideology. That's it. You know, it's nothing more than words. You know, not to sound like a pessimist, because mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people, no. I guess, like hearing that you got to be 100% true. honest because look at everything that's been going on. It's not that you're a pessimist, it's you're a realist. So all these people that are like, oh, they're holding on to this fake image where, oh, okay, hip hop is still standing because we're doing this, that, that, and the other. Listen, hip hop has been gone. Yes, we have people like Jay-Z who owns his own company but still he even has a higher up in his pocket. He is actually yeah. one of the biggest black CEOs to do it. But you think he doesn't have no white partners at his sitting at his table with him? Yeah. So let's be honest and that's going to hurt right. a lot of people's feelings but that's the truth. We got to be realistic. Exactly. It's, it's just business because that's the that's the know? that's the business that pays him. Yep, exactly. Um, I think a lot of people, maybe now with everything that's been going on, maybe people 
the masses, I should say, not just people, the masses will start to understand the concept of it. But for the most part, like people that think outside mm-hmm. the box, like you and me, and hopefully yeah. people listen to this podcast, we'll put two and two together, man. Like, yeah. there's no culture, bro. Like, we think it and is. And if but it, it was ain't. a solid culture, but, do you think we would having it been stolen from us so easily? Yeah, and allow people to exactly. throw their own spin on it. So let's be honest. Know. Our culture is getting stolen. It's been getting stolen, but it's getting stolen right in front of our eyes on social media every day. Yep. That's a fact, you know. Like, I see it all the time. Cause I remember it's like this one video I saw where, like, I guess these people from overseas, for the most part, are into, like, 90s fashion mm. or whatever. And some people... Was, and they called like, it something else. About, like, Yo, this is drip. <laughs> Yeah, like this is dripping this and that in the third. I'm like, bro, people dressing like this back in like they, 95, 96. So they probably called about? it like some like, type of um old ethnic ghetto braid fashion or something. I don't know, something weird. They always yeah. get some weird ass names to it. But basically it's stuff that we done did 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago. And they're just bringing it back out like, yep. oh, yeah, this was lit. Let's do this. And let's put it in a fashion magazine. And, it, and they eating it up. Yeah. This shit's crazy, man. And then people act like it's so amazing. I'm like, bro, this has already happened. Yeah. It's occurred already. It's just of course. reinventing Re-invent- the wheel. Reinventing <laughs> the wheel. Much. That's the perfect term for it. reinventing the wheel. Because at the end of the day, we're going around around the circles and the same thing is happening. And that's what society, fashion, life, everything, everything is going in the circle. Nah, that's real. So, as we wind this episode down, one last topic I want to rap about for a little bit. So, for those that aren't aware, I'm sure y'all are about this point. Oregon becomes the first U.S. state to decriminalize Woo! possession of drugs, this including cocaine, Woo! heroin, <laughs> meth, for personal use. Keyword there is for personal use. So <laughs> that means you can't keep on if you're selling it and you get yep. caught, you're still getting locked up. But if you so do you get caught that. or whatever, I guess party. the best. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You're gonna have to w- figure out how to word it because you already know if you yeah. get a certain amount of anything on you, you're gonna okay, get hit so with a sense of distribute. So do we know great yes. what how much is the weight of how much you can because you know with certain states it's different weights so like mm-hmm. to have it on you because oh. if you have a certain amount over a certain kind of weight it's automatically going to go to distribution so do yep. we know that yet or, nah, or right. are they still figuring it out <laughs> I'm not sure they probably still figuring it out since this just came out and on I'm the sure it's of been month, plenty of hazards yeah. right important <laughs> oh yeah for sure Cause I was saying, like, young, the tourist rates are going to go Oof. up in Oregon, dog, for sure. Like, that's going to be the spot where everybody get lit up at. I guarantee it. But I think on the positive side to it, too, jokes aside and all that shit, it's really I think to help people to get rehabilitated. So maybe this might make the usage go down. Cause it's like if you're free to do it, then you're probably not going to care to do it as much. It's you prime example so? drinking for something. Let me speak. Cause think about what? Cause I think for me it's like when you're not able, you're mm-hmm. not of the legal age to drink. Sneaking and drinking is way more fun than being able to okay. legally drink. I think because it's just you and your squad, got a cup, tearing up a bottle together, drunk, rapping, blah blah blah. 
Nah, you can drink whenever you feel like it at your leisure. It's like, no, that's because you were too. That's because you were too busy underage drinking. So now you're tired. And your living, <laughs> your living is tired. <laughs> hey, you ain't got some life like that, but sure. I've been there. i be like, look, I ain't even trying to turn up tonight. I gotta work. I got responsibilities now. It's it's a difference. But with that, um, that scares me. I feel like I don't want to even, first of all, you already know they're going to go crazy. The meth heads, the crack heads, the coke heads, they're going to go crazy for that whole, I don't know. We could even say, let's give it a year where they're going to go absolutely nuts, bananas, like, oh, fuck it. Yeah, we, we turning up. But um, I'm just nervous for the people who don't do drugs. I feel like I, I don't know if anybody used to watch The Wire, but it was this one scene where they let all these crackheads go on this one strip where they were selling all the drugs. They were in heaven. The little crackheads, the meth heads, they were in heaven. And that was a dangerous little strip. They was just like, you know, keep it on the strip. But they said that's the whole state right there. So that makes me a little nervous for the rest of the people that live there to just be like, okay, if I walk outside my house tomorrow, am I going to get robbed? Am I going to get shot? Am I going to get anything for my money for these people to be keeping up with their habits? That makes me a little nervous, but that's just me. And I feel like crime, crime rate might actually even go up because of that but I feel like it's all for selfish purposes because of course you know they're all about like having money in their state somehow just like when crack hit the uh, streets in the 80s but that's what I'm mad at because if they gonna do that now they need to let all my uh uncles and uh not really my uncles, sorry. <laughs> all my, my fellow uncles and my family uncles and all that, they need to let them go for distributing that shit or, or getting caught with that shit. Fuck. Because that's not right. fair. Yeah, I don't know what happened because I could still hear you, but you couldn't hear me. Yeah, I was like, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. So back to what you were saying, though. Oh, I was just saying it, it, it makes me nervous. I'm I'm a little scared for the regular citizens that kind of just you know, try to go to work, go back home. It's because I feel like it's going to be a zombie town and a scary town. Like, I don't know if that's going to absolutely make the crime rate go up. But, I mean, it makes me nervous that it is. I just want everybody to be safe at the end of the day. I mean, if that's your drug of choice, I ain't judging you. I mean... The mirror might, but I'm not. <laughs> nah, you right. Because the dentist was... might, but I'm not. <laughs> so... My point that I was going to bring up was like, it, I think this is like Pandora's box open because it's open the door for a lot of people to start getting into drug trafficking. Yeah. Especially with the youth. Come thinking to themselves, like if a kid gets caught selling to an adult or something like that, they could just say, yo, this is for personal use for him. Right. Or some shit, you know? So I but see you know they're not going to care. They're not going to care with that. And that's what scares me because I feel like this is kind of like a trick. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, 
we're doing this so y'all can it's always something to it with this justice system and I don't really feel like I just I, I, I'm just nervous about it I, I hope everybody stays safe with it don't get too out of control you know know your limit if that's what you're doing I don't recommend it of course please don't do drugs kids but yeah. if that's what you do please know your limit and oh lord it just makes me nervous and I feel like they some punks because when crack hit the 80s in the streets everybody got locked up nah and now y'all trying to like make that shit not legal hell no y'all better lock their ass up too nah I'm with you <laughs> Lock the ass up with our uh our uncles from off the streets and uh you know our, our fake brothers and aunties uncles that got locked up when crack hit the streets and coke hit the streets because fuck that they're gonna be mad as hell. Exactly, I would be. Like, <laughs> I get my whole. I got robbed of my whole entire like adult life, and now exactly. And now you know, y'all making it legal. Get the hell out of here, man! Somebody getting shanked. I don't even know they still <laughs> use that term. They Some might. of my crackhead ass getting shanked or overdose. I ain't playing with y'all. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so <laughs> the, that's, we're going to go ahead and end the podcast there. I want to thank for being on. I Sorry, y'all. Hey. <laughs> it's cool. But um, you got anybody want to shout out anything else you want to wrap up before we get up out of here, though? Um, I just, let me see. I don't have anybody I want to shout out. Shout out to my girls that's doing their thing. Kay, she has her name is her abstract on Instagram. She does her own tea. She blends her own teas. Like I'm talking about from planting them to straining them to making sure it's all natural products. So if you're into tea, please check her out. Also, um, I have a few entrepreneurs in the group, the wellness family, which is run by Kay and also Sarah. They do a lot of community work. And the communities that need a little bit more support. So please, if you have a chance, check out those Instagrams. And also my Instagram is Colonish Bad. So if you ever need to have a conversation with me, if you have a problem with anything I said today, that's cool. We can have a healthy conversation. If you like what you heard today. Let me know that too. We all need love and support. And I hope you all are doing great and your mental is great. And I appreciate you for having me. For sure. Appreciate you for being on, young. So <laughs> go ahead, make sure you remind well, send me all those links. I can put them in the description. I got um, you. As for me, you already know Shot Solo. Well, Shadow Solo on Twitter and Instagram now. Um, yeah, check back into the pod. We got the next party. I don't know. I'm doing it bi monthly again, like I said earlier in the show. Well, bi weekly. Whatever. I'm tired. I'm rambling. Anyways, <laughs> that's all our time. Till the next time. And we are out. Peace. All right.